listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Elliott, and today we're going to be diving into a special episode today about getting your significant other to be a part of the team and actually doing real estate together, being able to scale your business and actually separate business from pleasure, uh, but still not kill each other during the day. How, how uh, this amazing couple, friends of ours, have been able to to be able to scale their business in the last couple of years and still have an awesome relationship celebrating. I think you guys just celebrated, what was it, 15 years? 12. 12. 12. Okay. Okay. I'm prophesying for more. So <laughs> 12 years. Okay, cool. I love it. So without further ado, what's up guys? Steven, hey. Lena, what's up? How are you? Good. We're good. It's so good to be here in your yeah. show. Yeah. Wow. I appreciate you guys for joining. For anybody out there that doesn't know exactly who you guys are, do you mind just diving into how you guys started, what exactly you do, just so people can get a, a good understanding of what you guys are accomplishing? Absolutely. Do you want to start or do you want to do it like this? Well, I, I think you had the idea first. So, so yeah, yeah, so basically we joined Fortune Builders on 2015. Before before that, we, we actually had a studio, a photography studio uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, and things were kind of struggling a little bit. So we jumped into real estate and we went all in. Like we, like basically stopped with photography. We closed our studio and we used our savings to go in. So we burned the ship pretty much. And basically, on 2016, we renovated about five houses, sold them. And from there on, like, you know, we, so we, we show, I mean, we basically like kind of digging into renovations and we did a pretty good job. We love it. So, you know, it's actually, it's been like, we've renovated about, I think it's 30, 30 this year. Yeah. 30, it's been four years. So 30 renovations. Um, usually we try to deliver really good product. We use obviously our design background and we're also doing consultations. Stephen got his license on 2017. 2017. Yep. And so he does all the selling and acquisitions. I do all actually the management and like the project management. So um, I go on sites. I'm usually dealing with the contractors. And, you know, I, I, I love it. I love to be on site. I, I would say our core competency is renovations, thanks in large part to Lena's fantastic ability to manage a project it is consistently one of the hardest things I think people try to do in this business. And she has done up to six properties at one time and delivered a very high quality product. I do all the acquisitions. I mostly buy for our company and I do a little bit of wholesaling. And in fact, I want to kind of ramp up more of the wholesaling, but mostly I just find properties for my beautiful wife to turn <laughs> around. Um, and you sell them. For area families. And I, I sell them. That's, that's, that's how I pay yeah. for beer, man. I, yeah. I didn't have that. I don't have so for anybody out there that doesn't know, we met this amazing couple, Jennifer and I, in Tab back in September, right? 
And we fell in love with you guys right away. Obviously, like Steven's humor is what gravitated me in. But Jennifer and Lena ended up connecting amazing. And um, yeah, (laughs) and overall, opposites attract, right? That's, That's how it is for Jennifer and I. And it's awesome to see how dynamic duos, like you guys are both powerhouses, right? Let's just be clear on that. For anybody out there that doesn't know, you guys are both amazing powerhouses by yourselves. But then as you guys come together and complement the opposites of each other, then it really brings a powerhouse power couple together to be able to come out with awesome products. I've seen some online. You guys do deliver the, the top notch, which is awesome. And six projects at once, that's something, you know, systems need to be around, right? I think it's not my preference. I don't see very much yeah. my preference. Yeah. That kind of like, you know, project load for and, sure. And yeah, that being said, when we have had uh, those situations, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of that teamwork. He's being basically covering me at home, you know, with sure. our son, with my son and, you know, like all those activities. And so it, it's it, depending on what your role is, it doesn't matter because for us, it's, it's kind of like the stereotype is the man goes to the side, he works at night, you know, and <laughs> he comes home late. Well, but it, in our case, it's kind of be all the way around. You know, I'm usually on side. I'm usually the ones who arrive a little later at home. Sure. And, you know, I'm usually the one who leave, have to leave earlier or just like have a lot more pressure time. So I don't feel like it has been necessarily a problem for us. Like he's been actually covering what I haven't been able to cover, which typically is like obviously our family and our home, my son, you know? So I'm a very fine, shorter chef. I mean, whether it's hot dogs, chicken nuggets, omelets, no problem. Make it work. Make it real estate. Waffle House, uh, you got me, baby. Got me, baby. I love it. Yeah, we've had this bargain since day one, you know. In fact, we've had a dynamic as a couple since day one that has played very well to uh, entrepreneurship in general. And like Lena mentioned in the beginning, before real estate, we ran a successful baby and maternity photo studio for eight years. See, I was just about to ask, what were you guys doing before real estate, but why real estate as well? So before real estate, you guys were doing... Photography. Time, basically. Yeah. So we okay. were able to raise a studio, a pretty nice studio. I mean, we were doing pretty well, honestly, until sure. probably the last two years. And, you know, iPhones were invented. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> technology was away a lot, right? like, oh, you know, like, I mean, a lot of people can do a lot of great photos. And so obviously we both depended on that income. But since day one, we basically got married. We have been working together, so we don't really know other way. It's actually kind of a funny story if you get you can spare me sixty Please. seconds. Yeah, yeah. So when we met, when we met, I was a wedding photographer just starting out and you know building my portfolio, shooting ten-hour events for two hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, that's insane, right? And so I met Lena and I hired her to be my assistant. I was paying her half of what I was taking on. And when she found out, man, she was pissed. She was like, she's a bulldog, right? She's like, I'm not going to settle for less. I know my worth. Well, well, hold on. So she got us into the Professional Photographers of America, which was a company. It was more of a professional group, but it was sort of like fortune tellers in that they would teach you 
the business model of a successful studio. And she had us invest at the time a lot of money for us into that. And it changed everything. And we started to value ourselves and what we brought to the table. And that pattern repeated itself eight years later with Fortune Builders. Education. Education is key. Very important. I love it. So the importance of actually investing in yourself, and like you guys have said, there's that fine line of trying to draw it in the sand of let's go all in and figure out whatever it's going to take that we're either going to do or die type of situation, right? Exactly right. I love it. So when it comes down to real estate, you guys found yourself in one of those situations again. And I guess the photography business that started dying out just because of iPhones started coming around and, and technology started evolving, right? Internet, so, in general, Internet in general has this habit of kind of commoditizing a lot of things that were once specialties. And sure. photography is one of the early victims of that. Yeah. It's still a business you can make money in. But like many things, it's how well you market yourself. And I think there's a parallel in real estate in that if you want to find properties, you need to learn how to market for them. Yes. Very important. It's so true. Yeah. So when it comes down to real estate, why real estate for you guys? And were you both like 100% in it together? Ooh, tell, well, tell yeah, the yeah, that's, the, that's basically like the, um, the parking garage of the hotel. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I literally, uh, my second degree is industrial designing, so I've always been a designer. So you sure. know, like my designer means. So I've always been interested in like in my college. I was like, I welded, I worked with acrylics, I worked with like so wood. So a lot of different materials where I was like, you know, in the workshop. She's surgical um, with a Dremel. I mean, so to me, I was not, like, I was not afraid to, like, that's what kind of, a, that I went naturally into the project management. But when I discovered Fortune Builders, we went to the three-day seminar. And yeah. I mean, when we find out how much it costs, obviously, it was a big investment. I literally, he was like, no, we can learn in YouTube. And like, you know, we can do this. And I was like, I literally had to partner him in a parking lot. I was like, we're doing this, you know, and if you don't want to do it, I'm going to pay it. And you're not like, I'm not going to even give you a dollar. <laughs> so it was very funny because the very next day, okay, we went all over it and we went in and then the very next day he just shows up and he puts his board and he's like, okay, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. And you know, like, so I think you have to let everybody play their role. Like I probably was the initiator, right? Let's say like I was the, I put there the idea, but he really helped me execute it. And he's so organized. So it's, it's just like being humble to understand that this is not a competition between your spouse. We're both for the same common good. And I know that he has skills that I lack and vice versa. So for us, was like a natural role. Like, no, we never really had to decide what was our role. Obviously, we had to organize ourselves. Like, okay, this is going to be my role. This is how I'm going to need your help and all that. And obviously, that's something that as you grow as a couple, you know, you definitely have to take the time to structure that. But, you know, respect and the fact that I feel like a lot of couples also say, no, we couldn't work together. But I think it's also because it's a lot of competition between them, you know, and I think it's key that if you're going to work with your spouse, you have to be humble to understand that 
Sometimes you can't be that he's going to be better than you and other things. It's okay. Yeah, I agree. And Jennifer and I, just for example, we're both very competitive, but we just naturally identify how opposite we are and each other's strengths. Like she's a genius when it comes down to anything tech related. Even if she doesn't know it, she'll figure it out within a few minutes. She'll just teach it to herself. And I'm like, holy crap, this would have took me two days and like a lot of frustration. And unfortunately, she's got the face for it, you know, the face of the company, but um, she can't be in two places at once. So I found out my role pretty quick as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But when it comes down to the, you mentioned respect, right? Respect is something very, very important. Transparency is something that is, uh, is huge in my opinion. And that goes with any relationship, you know, friends, family, your contract or whatever it may be, but specifically with your significant other to make sure that there's no resentment being built up and you guys are both on the same page. All right. When you guys get into arguments, real estate related in comparison to personal related, do they cross over because you guys are working together? You guys are entrepreneurs, right? Uh, so yeah, I would say so. You know, a, a lot of our arguments actually tend to be going back to what Elena was saying earlier. If she's one of the two of us is not at home enough, the other person starts to be like, Hey, is something wrong? You know, do you need to do something, you know, outsource something, delegate something so that you can be home more often. But I think the real key to undoing that situation is communication. Yes. And being able to have an argument that does not become a fight, you know, because that doesn't help anybody and doesn't solve the problem. And I think one of the things where we're both similar is we like to solve the problem. What is the problem? Yeah. You know, let's be clear about it. Yeah. And let's figure it out. Yeah. I mean, communication. Yeah. Communication is key. And there is situations or times where you are not going to be in a good place to talk. Let's say you're really annoyed or you're really angry. My personality is explosive. So I choose not to talk at that time. And I, I, we made that clear that I'm not in a good place to talk. I don't want to talk to you right now. I'm actually angry at you right now. So I'm going to be rude or offended you if we continue this conversation. So I think it has taken us, uh, you know, uh, some time to like figure it out. This is not a good time. He respects that. Then when it's a better time, let's talk about it. Let's sit down. So I think that's key. And yes, communication is great, but also you have to actually listen to the other person, right? Because sometimes you have the conversation, but then you continue this pattern, or you continue like doing whatever you need to be changing for your spouse. So I think that is also important in a relationship, especially with your spouse, is, you know, we're going to say, okay, I'm not, you know, like, for example, we made the rule that I'm going to try not to be more than like, 7 p.m., I'm going to be at home. And there is occasions that is going to happen that, you know, for example, we just started this Airbnb. We're going to, like, I've been a stage in it, which, by the way, I won't do it again. <laughs> yeah. Like, I will hire somebody next time to, uh, to do it. But, you know, so I've been like, I've been like, okay, you know, I know, I understand. This is our agreement. I'm going to break this agreement for a couple of days. And then I promise you, I'm going to go back. So it's just like that communication that for me, I honestly have been able to keep my promise, haven't I? Yes. Yeah, I mean, up until like this, you know. But but we had a conversation. So that's the thing, you know. Make the changes that your spouse wants you to make. Communication and 
act on it. I might also add that when you're a husband-wife team uh, you're, or you're a couple team of some kind and one person's doing acquisitions and the other person's managing the projects, sure. make sure that you have systems in place for analyzing the deals before you go under a contract because I have bought properties and then been racked with guilt later realizing I just saddled my wife with a deal that doesn't really work and she has to make it work otherwise we will lose money and that can be very hard you know yeah but at the same time you know it's a decision that sometimes we took together and yeah, yeah i probably that's the, you part. know yeah that was make one, sure one you house. share your successes and you share your failures so you can't look at one or the other and exactly. say it's your fault you exactly. know that's so, important so, so if he gets into it into the guilt trip i'm like dude you know we're all gonna make mistakes and the fact mm -hmm. is that this is a, lear a learning process so, you know, as I shared success with him, I'm going to share also failures as well. And, yeah. you know, that's part of, like, entrepreneurship. part of the wheel, right? It's like, yeah, this might be a foul that we will learn from today, but I'm going to make one possibly tomorrow. So hopefully uh, we can all learn from it and the wins, the losses, same thing. So, Stephen, when it comes down to your personality type, when you get mad or frustrated, are you the type of person that rather handle it right away or kind of let it blow over as well? Because I'm very similar to Lena that I need some time. I need some time to relax. And Jennifer wants to handle it right away, um, I've noticed. <laughs> so we typically, <laughs> we typically need to give each other like some space, right? Just, just like you guys do. Well, I'm a very internal person, you know, so I usually blame myself for things for a long time before, you know, the frustration that I feel inside of me kind of wells up and then I'll bring it up with Lena and talk about how I feel and where I think it's coming from. And as long as I'm sincere, she usually speaks with me sincerely about what's going on. We took a marriage counseling course when we first got married that really taught us how to talk to each other about our frustrations and about our our issues and, and it comes with education too i mean way. educating yourself even to be a couple yes. because i i mean it's like communication skills that it just don't come natural to us yeah. and just learning that is it, huge so i encourage people that you know struggle in their marriage get counsel get ways that you can learn how to communicate i do believe there is couples that have to work a little bit more than others because of personality types yep. but i do believe that you know with the right communication any couple can work together that's so good this information guys that you guys all the listeners are diving into listening right now soaking in you can take notes on this and at the end of the day it doesn't necessarily need to be like your significant other it could be your contractor your friend your your neighbor whatever it may be it's really just how to communicate and how to get along and make sure that each other are on the same page, transparency, communication. And uh, so resentment's not building up. So you guys aren't getting frustrated at each other. There's no shame in the game of, of actually getting counsel from somebody that's well-educated or, or that teaches this stuff, you know? So even if you're not necessarily going through something at the time, we could all enjoy some counseling. So Jennifer and I are actually about to start a, uh, like a couple's counseling to see like premarital counseling, right? Um, and we're not even necessarily going through any issues, but transparency and just communication, understanding how to work even better is what it's all about. 
So I, I love that uh, you guys brought that up and mentioned it. So let's talk about some real estate. When it comes down to your guys' parts, like your roles, right? Who is more on the creative side? Creative side? Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, a mean, little, it's a little different because like, I mean, I am obsessed with the designing of the, pro, of the property. You know, like I, I am obsessed with tile, colors, cabinets, pools. <laughs> That kind of stuff, you know? So, so, so doesn't have any, any say in that stuff? He does not. He does not. And he does not. He, I, if I ask him a question, he'll be very uncomfortable. Like, are you sure you want to put that tile? What if it doesn't work? Well, I don't know. So I think he has learned to... It feels like she's asking me what knot should she tie as we're about to belay a 3,000-foot drop. You know, like, what do you mean you don't know what knot to tie? You know? <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes I mean like what do you think about this tile? do you think this will work and he's like I don't know so he kind of gets freaked out well it's also that that that, that you know classic stereotypical kind of husband's trap where you're like oh I like that one she's like that one what the heck is wrong with you, <laughs> you know? I love that it's so funny between Jennifer and I uh, I'll always ask for her opinion for some reason. <laughs> She'll give me the answer. And then I'll always naturally like already know what I wanted to go with. And I always just pick the opposite. I always go with the opposite. And then she, always, she always says to me like, why do you even ask me? I'm like, yeah, well, exactly. I just see what your thoughts would be. Now, one, one area I do have my own opinion on though is design, like layout design. Yeah, layout. He has a pretty good eye with layout. So I'm typically yeah. go out with him, you know, talk to him when we do a layout. We kind of always discuss it together. Yeah, sometimes when we go out, we're at a restaurant with a napkin know, yeah, in front of yeah, us yeah. being like, yo, do you think we could shove like a laundry closet yeah. into this? You know? Yeah, and, and this is the same. We're so passionate about real estate yeah. that we constantly find ourselves like always talking about yes. real estate. Does that make sense? So like even we're dating, even uh, a date or we're like you know like in the street <laughs> yeah. and we're like talking about real estate we're in the car with our kid and we're talking about so i mean sometimes we have to kind of consciously be like okay you know let's just like drop the the real estate right now yeah. but in a room we both enjoy it so right. for okay. us just we enjoy it's it. nice to have something to connect to as a couple you know, that, that keeps you growing together in a way. Bond, yeah. Yeah, I was actually going to ask that question. You know, like, when it comes down to separating business and pleasure, do you feel like business gets kind of overthrown into or overflow into the personal life? And is that okay? Are you guys okay with that? Or how do you minimize it? To me, that's the world we live in these days. I mean, yeah. we're all hustling. We're all just, like, out there, yeah. you know making it happen and it's just it's the world we live in yeah. sure and, and you know i just i mean for me specifically i feel like i mean it doesn't really feel like wrong to me because we we're excited with it you know like sure. if i feel like it would be something that it would bother him you know definitely i would take a different action or maybe try but one thing we have tried to do is try to keep schedules as far as for the, for mostly for our son for our family or like if it's a family trip so we have been trying to you know uh, design systems or you know creating a crew where we can step outside and you know our business still running and we you know kind of still enjoy our time with our well, family. It's, it's helpful that we accept the trade-offs of being self-employed versus being employed by someone else. You know, the trade-off, the main trade-off being 
you do have more control of your time, but the time you're not on vacation, you got to work. You got to get, you got to hustle, you know, you can't stop. Yeah. So. I love that. For the longest time, as we're like growing the business, Jennifer and I were struggling a lot because like at a certain time at nighttime, she wants to have fun time and us time and relax stuff like that. When I say fun time, I'm saying like, go out, you know, her personality time. <laughs> she wants to have fun. Right. And uh, for me, it overflows sometimes and I'm scheduling meetings at like seven or eight o'clock at night. And that's not the best, unfortunately. So as long as the transparency, the communication, and you guys know when it is okay, or kind of actually reverting back to why are you working so hard in doing this? And if it's for family and stuff like that, like, is there going to be a time when you can separate that, that lifestyle, right? So now we try, we try for the most part. It hasn't been happening recently. We're trying to hire on a lot of people right now, but we try for the most part to like shut down around like five or six for the whole day. And then try not talking about it too much at night, the business aspect. I mean, I turn on like my brain, like my ideas, my, like I said, middle of the night. And he like at 9 p.m., he wants to be sleeping. <laughs> on a normal day, right? But, but I wake up at 4.30 in the morning and I'm in the gym and swimming like, and she's out. No, you so... Know? So I come up with this idea. I'm like, I got it. I got it. This is what I'm going to do. And I, what do you think? And, I was like, and he's like, oh, what? my what? God. Yeah. So <laughs> I have learned to maybe write it down or email him. I email him at night sometimes. So he has the idea. But yeah, like, you know, respecting also like your different schedules. And, and one thing we have been very conscious because what is money good for? Yeah. Right, all this that you're building together if you're not really going to have the time to enjoy it. To be with so, each other, right? And like to okay. actually so, enjoy each other's presence. Yep. Absolutely. So putting, setting up that time, I mean, we try to take at least one or two vacations, just the two of us. Yes. I mean, we're like, you know, like I know there's couples that have 10 years old that they never like have getting on a vacation with other kids. I think that's wrong. It breaks my heart, right? It is. It breaks my heart. You guys need a break. I mean, you still love your kids, and this doesn't mean that you're bad parents. I think you're actually better parents because you get to connect each mm -hmm. other. And, you know, like really a powerful couple, powerful parents, you know, together, they're going to be a better parent. Yep. So, you know, so that's something that we definitely, I think it was, Diego was like nine months the first time we. We took our vacation yep. by ourselves. Went to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, we went to Mexico. Spent um, about three days of sleep. And we also take vacations with Diego. You know, we also take vacations like sure. at least three or four uh, in the year where we get to connect as a family and where I have to, especially me, since obviously my work is a lot more like, time consuming Intense, and absorbing, yeah. I have to be conscious about like, okay, I, yeah, I get my instructions, it's good. I'm going to put the phone down, you know? And, yep. um, you know, it's something that obviously I I have been training me, like helping, and he is being like, hey, we had an agreement. You have to put it down. And I'm like, okay, just, you know. So it, it is important to get the time. Use the money that you're making and enjoy it. You know, yep. you could die tomorrow, and then you're like, well, like, what is that hassle for? Yep, it's so true. Balance, you know? So you guys just have one, right? 
Yeah, we have, we have we have one, and we have my nephew, which is is twenty twenty. And He's twenty turns twenty one in February yeah. fourteen. We adopted adopted him. We adopted him five years ago. He went through high school here. So we basically February fourteenth. February fourteenth. Yeah, that's his birthday. Is that your birthday? That's mine too. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. Cool. Oh, oh, man. Oh, I love his day. <laughs> that's too funny. Okay, cool. So, uh, <laughs> so when it comes down to your guys' roles, what does your your daily task look like? I guess it kind of starts off with Stephen, like trying to get you know the deals coming in, right? Yeah. Well, I, my main task is marketing for properties acquisitions. Okay. But I also run permitting. I take care of like gopher kind of things or getting paperwork done, government work, you know, answering IRS questions or, you know, what have you, talking to the accountant, you know, paying our credit accounts, things like that. Stuff we're right now trying to offload onto an office assistant actually so I can do more acquisitions, bring in more leads, more properties. But I'm also just sort of a general problem solver. That's always been my skill. And Elena has an issue. Especially when it comes to technology. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of the, I'm not probably She's at the my same Jennifer. level as Jennifer, but yeah, I tend to be her tech guy, uh, IT guy. Pretty good. So yeah, and then Lena, I feel like is more uh, specialized. Yeah, so my role is like... Project manager, really. Project, I mean, like, uh, you know, setting up the layout of the property, talking, getting bids, uh, talking to the contractors, ordering materials, making sure those materials arrive making sure that, you know, like scheduling times when, you know, the team's going to start working, following up, making sure that things are done properly. Once they're done, you know, making sure that everybody invoice me on time to get pay on time, pay, you know, like invoicing all like the payments for the, for, you know, for the crew, making sure I pay also my uh, vendors and the big, you know, like where to get lumbered and windows so all, all that's, that's typically like, and then I'll do my own staging as well. So organizing the staging on the properties and punch out. I'm, I'm weird, but I actually like punch out. Okay. I love it. <laughs> Not Mike Tyson's punch out. Yeah. <laughs> so punch out at least, making sure that the little details, you know, like the caulking around the, the tile, you know, like it does the, does the, door closes properly silly things like that but i'm really into that kind of thing i was going to kind of address something you were talking about earlier brandon about you know scheduling you know meetings or going to meetups with your spouse i i definitely sometimes feel like the the husband of like a celebrity you know like (laughs) you want to bring your wife with you to different things but she's just too busy for you you know like Oh, come on. You know, I, people are always asking me for her because, you know, a great project manager is really hard to find is what yeah. I understand. It's true. Uh, so do you guys mind talking about maybe a deal specifically that you guys uh, either enjoyed or maybe some learning curves that you guys took along the way and how you found the deal? You know, how are you guys typically getting your lead sources? You know, it's, I'll talk to that for a second. I think it's so interesting how many of us in acquisitions are mailing and RVMs and texts and all that stuff. And that stuff works. But I'd say the best deals I get are from people I've built relationships with, yeah. people that I've 
coach yeah. or I helped out or yeah. provided money for or otherwise just sort of got help them get off the ground. Absolutely. Um, and I would say 80% of our deals are like that. Yeah. We, <laughs> we have this one nice little old lady in our neighborhood who loves to go out and talk to people and put deals under contract with us. And, and we love her to awesome. death. And really? she helps all the time yeah so it's just like you build this uh relationship with people you know she probably wouldn't uh, appreciate me calling her old she's not old i know she's not old <laughs> i mean she's like maybe sorry jen forgive me jen <laughs> she is young in a spirit <laughs> no she's just a really sweet person anyway it doesn't matter like how you build relationship with people yeah. it's like what is payoff so I, i've noticed the same exact thing what was it? He's, he's chatty chatty, so that has payoff. Like Former he, journalist. You know, like yeah. he starts talking to the neighbors and then the neighbor giving like this and then he makes relationship with this person. So, you wanted us to pick a specific property, but what do you think? Uh, maybe Ooh, Silver Ramble? Silver Ramble. Yeah, so, so every morning I would jog past this house. It was rented. It looked like it was about to fall over. Yeah. But I couldn't find the owner because they had moved ownership into an LLC and shielded themselves. And then one day I came across some guys doing yard work and I was like, hey man, would the owner be interested in selling this house? And I have their name and number and he gave it to me. Nice. Yep. And um, so he reached out, it was like three siblings and we met, we walked the property, you know, we made them an offer and they accepted it. Mm. Um, they had a bad tenant, they had to be evicted. I mean, that's a long story, but finally we got the position of the house and that's when my role starts, you know. So, I mean, I like from tree removals to like staging, I mean, the whole thing. But so, the main challenge on the property was it was small for a neighborhood. Right. It was 1,350 square feet in neighborhood where houses are usually about 2,700, yeah. four beds, three baths. So we had to figure out how, a way to put a master bedroom on it. Yeah, so we did. How did we do? Yeah, we, we pop at the top. So we did a master suite, like really nice uh, on the top. So we, we made it a four, three, no, four, two and a half. Four, two and a half. And, um, you know, I mean, it's an awesome house. So that house particularly was a great house because you also opened the doors in the neighborhood kind of as for us. So like we... We've been very active in our own neighborhood, so we're yeah, like we have like four house. houses now there. Yeah. So, you know, it's how you build relationship with your neighbors, and he talks to. It's a lot of like talking to people. You know, it's funny because I'm very social, but I'm not that person. I'm not the person that's gonna always constantly gonna be talking business yeah. with people. I go to the. I'm a closer. I can do a close. Like, business we're gonna do business but the bs like before and i have to i am not enjoying that you know? yeah. so it's 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 so i it's it's funny how we're like he kind of brings me to the closing table and i usually close you know yeah. and also another part that i work in is bringing money so i'm actually a good money recruiter let's say <laughs> Yeah, she is. She is head of, of finance. Yeah, right so the finances is funny. Like I do the project manager, but also the finances. I I make like every time that I have somebody and somebody um want to invest or like all that. I'm usually that person that you know like that. He he's not really a money talker. So, um, you know, I'm good at that. Yeah, I more like to build the relationship to keep us in the deal because most deals I find. People will leave my initial offer, 
go out, try to find something higher, not come back to me two months later. Hey, can you stand by your offer? Yeah. I love it. Works every time. Yeah. That's so awesome. It's so funny, like both your guys' personalities and like I'm a little bit of both of you guys and same thing with Jennifer. So it's the it's funniest combination here. Yeah. <laughs> but I love to hear, you know, the roles that you guys play in the day to day and uh, everything that you guys have accomplished at this point, you know. I think for us the dance of acquisitions can be kind of a struggle because like for example, yesterday I went to go see a lead, a house. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a relatively simple, straightforward cosmetic flip. And it turned out it had a lot of things on it where they could be big or they could be small. And I really needed Lena to take a look at it, but I didn't want to waste her time and drag her out to a lead without it being under contract, which is pretty much the way she likes me to operate. Get in the contract, get to the diligence. So that's like part of our system. Once we got a contract, once we have at least a verbal agreement at a certain price, then I can bring out the boss. I hear you. I love it. And she can close it because she is good at closing. She's a great closer. She loves to negotiate. And she has that special character that allows her to say no or to lower pricing without offending people. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Business is business. I love it. Yeah, I'm the same way. That's very cool. So when it comes down to any learning curves along the way, I'm sure there's been a a bunch over time, but has there been anything like drastic that was almost like, oh God, we're going to really sink on this one? Hmm. Uh, Arbor maybe? I mean, yeah, like, you know, like evaluating your deals properly. Like sometimes, um, you know, what happened with this property is we bought it with one strategy, but then the market kind of switched or like, you know, there was a lot of houses we were going to like really make it into a big McMansion. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, it was in the market. Suddenly it was we saturated. saw all the McMansions on yeah. the market sitting around for six months. So we, we had to change tragedies to, and, and uh, obviously like limited. I mean, we were able to like walk away without, you know, losing money. It wasn't, I mean, like when you put the hours that you put, like you're close to being like we made some wish. But, <laughs> but, you know, we learned, you know, and we didn't blame each other. We're like, oh, you, you know, you got me into this deal. Like it's, you know, we made this decision. We're going to take the learning. We're going to be humble to see that not every deal is going to be a home wrong. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're going to take the lessons. I mean, money is good and money is money, but don't let money take your peace and your happiness. Well, the other thing Arbor taught us was, sorry to interrupt, the other thing Arbor taught us was to change our system. You know, it's yes. good to have another set of eyes on a deal. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's good to have a cold, dead-eyed conversation with your business partner or wife, if that's who that is. Yeah. Make sure. Yeah, I love that. I mean, at the end of the day, also having backup plans. I'm, I'm a firm believer in uh, just having, you know, some extra backup plans. And... Wow, you're sounding a little funny. I don't know. Oh, really? Does it still sound weird? Well, I mean, at least on our side. On our side. Oh, it does, but well, it doesn't sound bad to you. It doesn't sound bad to you. Like, for us, it sounds a little funny. It like, looks like... Kind of guard, like broad. No, okay. Well, we're just about to wrap it up, but uh, yeah, uh, I did, you know, I, I think it's awesome 
to always have backup plans just in case, you know, always have your main goal of what you're trying to accomplish, but then have some backup plans just in case. And it's awesome that you guys didn't lose money on that deal. Obviously, after all the time and energy put into it, there's a lot of, it is like minimum wage, but it's a, it's a good learning curve moving forward, right? So One thing I would tell anybody that is doing this or studying is if you hit that point where you know that you made a mistake, don't cut corners, don't check, you know, like, so to us, I mean, I knew that it was, it was painful to still have to be in a project certain months that, you know, like several months that I still have to work. But for me, it was like, my philosophy is I wouldn't sell a house that I wouldn't live in and it has payoff, you know? So I tried to deliver something that I would feel proud of it and I will actually live. Yes, uh, at the end of the day, it sold real quick. I mean, it sold like basically two days on the market. Um, and it was great. I mean, it was great seeing it moving that fast. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, it, it was just a learning. Sure. Yeah. I think that's great. Stephen, do you have anything that you would recommend uh, for any, any of the listeners out there that over the years of doing this, what has helped with the communication as a power couple? Well, I think aligning your goals, you know, so that you're moving towards the same uh, destination is very important. Revisiting those goals, and breaking them out for both personal goals and business goals, because, you know, life isn't just about business. Yeah. And if it is, you're going to burn out quickly in that business. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, taking the lessons you learn working together as a couple in business and applying that your personal goals, you know, to things like raising a child, you know, what kind of child do we want to raise? That's the goal. You know, how are we going to get there? What books does he read? What, you know, sports activities does he take part in? What people should he meet? What mentors should he have? Yeah. You know, this, these are also very important things. You want to live a whole life yeah. together. Absolutely. Love it. It's like an insurance plan almost. I love that. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Guys, I appreciate you so, so much. You guys just gave over an hour of your time, so it means the world to me. I know the listeners just took away a bunch of gold nuggets, and they're going to be re-watching this, re-listening to it, and taking some additional notes. Is there anything that the listeners can do to give back to you guys? <laughs> Got any deals? Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, that's, the, that's the acquisitions person in my brain, just like, what? Huh? Yeah, deals. <laughs> Bring us deals. No, no, uh, just connect with us and, yeah. you know, share your journey with us as well yes. and allow us to share ours with yours. I mean, that's the beauty of the social media world okay. that we have now. Yes, yeah. We all have the opportunity to grow so much more than our the people that came before us did. And so let's all connect. Correct. Yes. And what part in Atlanta are you guys at? Located? Literally in Atlanta. In the heart, in, inside no, the perimeter. Inside, we're, 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 like, we're ITP. We're inside the perimeter. We're in, like, it's... it's Dorothy, right? Yeah, you know, I kind of think of Atlanta like a clock because it's got that big um, circular highway around it, 285, and then it's got like the other highways kind of crossing it. We're like at northeast. One to like two o'clock, right in there, the northeast quadrant of the city. Tucker, Chambly, Brookhaven, that area. Okay, awesome. So, any listeners out there, if you guys. Uh, find yourself with any deals in the area, then you definitely know who to connect with and uh, yeah. be able to make it a win-win situation. 
Yeah, definitely reach out to these guys. These guys are awesome. You can follow us in Facebook. We're Lightboxed Homes. And yeah, you know, we're also offering consulting. So a lot of people like, you know, like they don't know what they don't know, right? They're starting their project. They're doing like, you know, they don't know the systems or they don't know like designing or how to like what to put in the house. So, you know, I, I typically like that part of the design. So, you know, we... Very yeah, that's the biggest thing I think we're doing this year is leveraging the experience that we have for other investors yeah. and homeowners alike. You know, helping people not make the same mistakes that we did. Yeah, you we've, know? we've heard so many horrible stories about contractors people getting people ripped off with contractors. Yeah, yes. it's really and a lot of that problem is <laughs> it's not necessarily the contractor; it's the relationship, it's the contract. It's the preparation, you know, so our consultation service puts you in the driver's seat, gives you the knowledge you need to make sure you stay in it. I love it. So how can people get a hold of you guys? Where uh, social media links again? Instagram. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook, uh, at Lightbox Homes. Um, also, we have a website, lightboxhomes.com. They can fill out the form. Um, I'll get in touch with them. Yeah. You know, also, I am a member of, uh, the powerhouse real estate brokerage. It's started by Amy Ransdell and it is focused exclusively on real estate investment. Some of the biggest people in Atlanta real estate uh, are members or agents, realtors at that brokerage. Amy's doing an amazing thing, uh, trying to educate people on real estate investment. And I'm really proud to be a part of that group. Uh, so if you're interested in learning more about that, uh, just look me up. Definitely, we have a very strong community yeah, here community in Atlanta. Here. So, uh, you know, we're, we're surrounded by really great people yeah. that we help all each other. So, yeah. so connect, you know, connecting in real estate is huge. So we keep view, connected. We view every single one of our uh, the people in our market as colleagues. Yeah. We believe strongly that if they win, we win. Keeps the market moving forward. We want to do whatever we can do to help people with that. I love it. Well, I appreciate you guys so much. You guys are awesome. And I got nothing but love for both of you and just super excited to see what, you know, 2020 actually brings to the table for you guys. It's going to be so much prosperity and so much growth. So I'm excited. Yeah, thank you so uh, much for having us. Thanks, and we hope to have you guys sometime yeah, here man. in Atlanta. Look us up in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we, we got to plan that trip. It'll be fun. For all the listeners out there, appreciate you guys so much for diving in. Make sure you go subscribe. Subscribe to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. And you'll get the newest notification every single Monday for the newest episode. Leave a review and send a screenshot of that to me. I'll send you my book, absolutely free, action-driven. I want a copy. I'll send you a copy. <laughs> you got to leave a review, all right? <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I saw that on your website. I want to see it. I want to read it. You heard the rules. You know what you got to do. <laughs> so, uh, so make sure you subscribe, leave the review, and you can find me on BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Otherwise, Instagram, BrandonElliottInvestments. Otherwise, Facebook.com slash BrandonElliottREI or Investor. We will uh, we'll get you the book and all that fun stuff. But I appreciate you guys all so much for diving in taking notes, pouring this out to more people. So Lena, Steven, you guys are amazing. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank Brandon. you. Appreciate being with you. All, All right. right. See you guys. Till next time. Bye.
God bless. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.